Welcome to Women in Venture Capital, a podcast by students for students. I'm Roshvina. And I'm Anvita. And we are from the Harvard Business School. Our guest today is Kriti Gupta. Kriti is a rising EC at HBS. She is currently working with the PayPal Ventures, where she focuses on later stage investments, due diligence, and working with portfolio companies. Before starting HBS, Kriti has had investment banking experience at DB, as well as venture investing experience at an early to mid-stage fund in India. She has also been an entrepreneur in the past in the agri-tech space and is alum of IIT Bombay. Nice to have you with us today, Kriti. Thanks for inviting me. I'm super excited. So jumping right in, investment banking and prior venture investing experience sets a really good base for finding opportunities into VCs internationally. How has your experience been um, recruiting for internships this summer? And can you talk a little bit about how funds evaluate folks based on the past experience? What other aspects of skill sets are they really looking at? Sure. Uh I think it's actually been really interesting uh, to switch geographies while looking at VC internships as a space. Because for early stage VC specifically, uh, often your network matters the most. And to get into the best deal and actually have visibility in terms of what's happening in the market is really the first step. And diligence and building up your own thesis and understanding what you think of the market trends comes right after. But being in the right place at the right time, right time becomes really important. And, and as an international, not having that network locally can be a big challenge. Um, while being at business school and having this network here is really helpful, still in the earlier stages and still is blossoming up until the summer, which might not be enough for us to add a lot of value to some of the early stage VCs um, for the summer. Having said that, for late stage VC, the skills are actually highly transferable across geographies. Understanding the basics of businesses or just being comfortable with the numbers and the evaluation process crosses boundaries very conveniently, um, which is why I think it was it was a lot easier to look at late stage VC as an opportunity coming from a different geography. Uh, and the skills to the second to the second part of your question, um, the skills that probably a late stage VC is looking at might just be slightly similar to the skill set that a PE fund would also look at in their analysts in terms of understanding uh, numbers, really looking through the data and understanding if there is a way to find trends, looking at cohorts, looking at um, revenue metrics, understanding the different business models. So just really getting more and more comfortable with numbers is something that a late stage VC would really pick up on. And that's easily transferable. Having said that, uh, obviously, just having a basic understanding of what kind of business works, uh, what can, what are like the possible headwinds, and what are the tailwinds uh, for an industry uh, is is an added skill that is transferable from geographies. That makes sense. Thanks for sharing, Kriti. Uh, building on the point about uh, what stage of investing to get into, and in your exercise, like you share right now, that since it was opportunistic for you to be able to transfer skill sets across geographies. Was it more opportunistic in your case to choose later stage investing? How did you boil down on uh, saying I want to do later stage versus early stage and how should one decide when they're going about it? Yeah, that's that's honestly a great question. And, and I guess each one for their own. Uh, 
and depends entirely on what you feel comfortable with and where exactly do you want to double click on in the future and that's really the basis of how i landed in growth stage vc for me personally i loved early stage vc it is however a long term game you need almost 8 to 10 years to see the results um somebody once told me that it takes 10 years and millions of dollars to know that if you are a good investor or not uh, in early stage so before i kind of wanted to be sure that i would like to lock myself in into the broader early stage vc space i thought i'll try something out which is adjacent but still makes sense with the broader picture because i knew that i enjoy investing specifically tech investing specifically uh, early to mid stage with that thought process i thought what made sense and while there were a gamut of opportunities at some point of time i thought i should rather just work in a startup be in an operational role or start up on my own during the 2 years of mba and see if something else actually works out ultimately decided to look at a growth stage of investing but only looking at tech not really going into like the broader um non tech growth investing so just looking at tech growth investing uh i thought it will give me a flavor that i haven't seen so far because so far i'd only done seed to series a investments maybe a couple of series b uh but on a growth stage it was really series c d e and beyond and the way you evaluate companies in that stage while there are a lot of similarities there are a lot of things that you still pick up from your early stage uh, vc analysis kit but on growth stage there are just so many more things that get added on and the other thing was that while i had done a mainstream vc and i'd looked at a generalist vc i wanted to look at a sector specific vc and there i think the opportunistic part came in where i ended up being in a corporate vc that wasn't really my plan starting going into the process but looking at a sector specific vc where there is strong skill set in built in the team members to understand a space in and out and looking at growth stage investing was my way of getting a flavor of the entire spectrum to make a better decision in terms of what i do next right just building on that what is a typical day like um in growth through later stage funding like what portion of your work like you said it you're possibly working with companies that have you know solid financials um so how much of the time is actually spent you know sourcing versus um doing financial analysis on your existing portfolio that was honestly the biggest shift i experienced from early stage to growth stage because I guess as an intern obviously I would apply some sort of discount to what amount you can source versus when you are a full-time employee having said that I think in a growth stage sourcing as a percentage of your time just goes down significantly depends from fund to fund obviously depends on what stage within uh, the firm you are at but I felt that I personally did not source at all until I started working on a thesis on a specific sector and started like started a deep down and started seeing if there are any companies that we should look at in that space. So I feel in growth stage sourcing is a lot much more driven based on the thesis based on a strategy and based on just looking at where exactly do we want more exposure and let's reach out otherwise most of the deals that are cdc plus are already somewhere there in the market you've heard of them so it's you're not technically kind of sourcing it from the ground and trying to figure out trying to figure out like the next big unicorn out of nowhere right um right. which is why majority of the time that we spent uh over the summer was around due diligence 
it was interesting to see the depth that a growth stage investment firm goes into by just like looking at numbers and trying to make sense of it. It's still relatively early stage and you don't really have years of numbers to make sense out of, but there's still enough data to play around. That's that's really helpful, Kriti. Um, shifting gears a little bit and talking about gender diversity and female team members right up to partner positions. How diverse have you seen our teams at venture capital funds? And uh, do you also see any focused efforts in bridging the funding gap for female-led startups? Um, that's honestly something that's very close to my heart personally and something that I personally try to work towards and do my part. But unfortunately, I did not see any female team members at senior positions at both the places that I work. However, I feel like that that's actively changing. There is an effort to make sure that we recruit more women and that we create more diverse teams. At PayPal, I haven't spent enough time to get into the details of how exactly is the team thinking in terms of being more diverse. But at the fund I was before, we made a specific effort to make sure that we have more females on board, not just our team, but entrepreneurs. The percentage of female entrepreneurs in our portfolio if I remember correctly, went up from 9% to almost 16% of our total portfolio base during my time there. And I was one of the first female associates the fund had hired. So I feel like VCs understand that there needs to be a more diverse team sitting internally so that that starts reflecting in our portfolio too. So obviously, I guess step number one is having more female team members. But the bigger thing is to get there, like one of the start, like the one of the baby steps that we took while we started the next phase of recruitment was to interview at least one woman candidate for every three candidates that we interviewed. So just making sure that even in the funnel, there is a minimum ratio and a minimum bar we're meeting while interviewing so that you give the chance to both genders equally to make sure that they can succeed. I guess in conclusion, I haven't seen a lot of female team members, especially in the senior positions as of now, with the couple of places I've been. But I feel that it is the need of the hour and everybody in the ecosystem and specifically the funds that I worked in are trying their best to bridge that gap, both within the team as well as for the founders. It's it's really nice to hear about these initiatives that are starting at the very baseline of recruitment. Um, based on my conversations with a number of investors over the last couple of weeks now, the one thing I've heard is that VC might be where finance was a couple of years back. So I think, like you said, the industry is just starting to you know realize or open their eyes to the fact that hey. Um, having women at the decision table makes a huge difference um, on the funding and the founding side because it also allows more funding to go towards, you know, mixed gender teams, which is also um, not that much right now. Um, so I absolutely agree with whatever you just said. Um, can you talk a little bit about the culture at the firms that you know that you worked at? Anything that really stood out? I'm amazed that you brought up the point uh, around culture because I feel VC is a very people-centric business. Success of a fund often just depends on how empowered your team feels. And I think both the firms that I worked in did a great job around that. Just making sure that anybody in the team actually has a seat at the table was a big thing that stood out for me personally. At IDG, 
every team member had a vote in the IC. And yes, the associates had half the vote while the partners had the full vote. So of course, there was some sort of understanding of if someone's really been in the industry, seen businesses churn in and churn out, would probably have a better sense of what what makes sense and what doesn't. But at the same time, every team member having a seat at the table and every vote really counting towards the final decision, made sure that everybody felt empowered and worked towards uh, the betterment of the fund. So I think one of the key things that stood out for me for the first one was the fact that everybody had the seat had a seat at the table. And for PayPal, what really stood out for me was how well-knit they were across geographies. So PayPal Ventures has an office in Singapore, London, and one in San Francisco. And as Crazy as these three time zones sound, somehow the team really makes it work. Somehow everybody is so centrally connected and you are on top of what everyone else in another geography is doing. There is a lot of knowledge transfer happening across uh, teams. And that's something that really stood out for me. I feel like a lot of international funds who've set up domestic offices, but still have an international IC in some ways, have struggled in the past because you just don't have enough local content text while you're making an investment. And that really makes you get into a tricky zone of missing out on the deals that you can. But I think PayPal as a fund has done a great job in terms of being very well knit, making sure that the knowledge is being transferred. But at the end of the day, the decision making is still localized. That's excellent to hear, Kriti. I think empowering everybody at, at the fund actually is good to hear, especially when funds are very small in size. Teams uh, work in their own silos individually. So I think an inclusive culture takes uh, a bit of effort from the fund side to create it. And it's really great to hear that, you know, both the places that you've been at have been able to provide that. Um, this was this been excellent, Kriti. We'd love to wrap this up with one final question on what would your advice be to all those aspiring women in the industry uh, when they are looking at transitioning into the VC or trying to navigate on questions on what stage to invest in, which geographies to invest in, etc.? I think that's honestly, that's a million dollar question. But the answer to that is fairly straightforward, I feel. The VC industry specifically is a very close-knit industry where being in the right place at the right time matters as much as your skill set and knowledge. And it's just a mix of both of those that can help you break into the industry. So I guess to solve for the first problem, uh, reach out to all the women you already know in the industry. We are dying to help you and we want more of you into the ecosystem. That's a given. But honestly, in my personal experience, I think the men in the industry are also super keen to help. So just kind of staying in touch with the people in the ecosystem and just kind of being there, being present really making sure that the world knows that you're interested in that space in the first place matters a lot obviously and i guess that's that's honestly that step 1 and step 2 is really building that skill set and knowledge base where i would recommend that you spend a lot of time thinking about what the macro trends are like building your own perspective on what works what doesn't what kind of business model makes more sense and and really just like kind of building your own thought process and being a thought leader yourself having an understanding uh, of businesses is important and best if it is informed by the gamut of information that's out there but would be even better if it has a pinch of your own understanding and your own analysis mix of those two i think can get you to any place that you want within the ecosystem because trust me 
the industry wants more women and if you do have the skill set now is probably the best time to be trying to enter the industry because the industry wants you as much as you want to be in the industry that's excellent to hear kriti and uh, kudos to you being a champion of uh, helping folks who are trying to enter the ecosystem and completely second that men as well as women in the industry are extremely open and helpful it is about reaching out and being there at the right time and um, just being vocal about the questions you have and being a thought leader yourself uh, all points taken very well um, thank you so much for making the time uh, this has been an excellent conversation thanks a lot this was uh, this was amazing and thanks a lot for keeping me in mind